0: You are listening to Artisan Adventures with FGG Designs. Join us on our journey as we explore the different worlds of wood carving, ring making, knife making, photography, pyrography, leathercraft, crochet, and paper art. This is episode number 10, Getting Started in Woodworking, Part 3. In today's episode, Sean will help us understand how best to take care of our tools. Tool maintenance with any any tool, but obviously when you're you're focused on getting quality tools, quality tools are more expensive, and they yeah they can be an incredible investment, but sometimes you can sort of be what's the word I'm looking for hesitant right you can be hesitant to purchase a good tool because of the price Mm. but when you finally get to that point where you saved up or whatever to get that tool you're not going to just let it rust in your tool box hopefully not you're you're going to take good care of it and what are the things that you would say are important first
1: of all how can you best keep from damaging your tools i would say a sheath is a must especially for your knives and your axe because it's so easily for anything you don't have to drop the tool you can drop something on the tool and it was still i mean metal on metal was going to blunt something and especially with the knife that's the main one mm-hmm. an axe can take a little bit more of a beating than a knife can and that comes down to that Scandi grind of the knife that I was talking about. The
0: angle of the bevel. Yeah,
1: because the bevel meets the bevel only at one place. Each side of the bevel rather, meets in one spot. It doesn't take much to round that off. And mm-hmm. I could be outside sharpening my knife for 10, 15 minutes and get it razor sharp. And then all it takes is it to touch a piece of sandpaper and it's no longer razor sharp. Right, It's still sharp. But it's no longer razor sharp. And you need that
0: razor sharpness specifically for details or smoothing, correct? Yeah,
1: the finishing cuts. They they call it finishing cuts. And that's, yeah, when you go over and you remove any large facets and make it as smooth as you possibly can. And, yeah, the sharp of the knife, like I'm talking surgically razor sharp. Right. I showed you the other day. I just came in.
0: (laughs) You did. You didn't have to touch that very much. And it just shaved your... Shaved your palm or whatever it was—the back of
1: your hand. So I'm always testing my knives, but yeah, the reason what blunts it is just anything coming in contact with that blade can can blunt it, whether it be a stone or a piece of metal. um So a sheath is a must because you don't want to store wherever you're going to store your tools. They can come in contact with anything, um, and that's also for health and safety as well. You don't want to put your hand into a tool bag and pick up a, a knife that you just made razor sharp with your hand but a blade and slice your hand open.
0: Right. But I, but I see not only, you know, do you put those in a sheath when you store them, but I see that when you change knives, you, you put it right back in the sheath. Yeah.
1: That's also for health and safety. It's so easy. And again, there are times where I don't do this, but I try to make a habit of, yeah, every time I switch knife, so I've gone from my straight knife to my hook knife and back to my straight knife, I always put it back in the sheath. Um, and if you ever get up to walk away, put it in the sheath. Yeah, Because, I mean, we have cats, we have a dog, we have other people. All it takes is for one person to walk out and oh, what's this? And don't right. know what it is and pick it up or the cat jumps up onto where you're just working. And, and it
0: knocks it off the, the yeah. work bench or whatever. It
1: knocks it off and it hits the floor. And, I mean, at that point, you could really damage your tools. Right. Because this Cause is... Because you're working out on the concrete yeah, in the back. I'm in the backyard with concrete. And if my knife fell on the floor, not only would it blunt it, but it could chip it. There could be a nick out of it. And... I mean, especially as the, the Mora, if you look at a picture of it, it goes to a very fine point at the top as well, as like curves up. And where the, the tip is, it's very fine. Right. If that lands at an angle, you could snap that tip off as well. I mean, it, it's metal, so it will take a bit of a beating. But if it landed, especially if it's been just razor sharp, and it lands on that tip, I wouldn't even want to think about that.
0: Right. And well, it makes me wonder if we need to make sure we invest in another knife for you soon <laughs> just just in case cuz accidents will happen yeah. obviously but we well yeah we don't want to limit your carving you carve every day and it it would be sad if you missed out on some hours of carving because you accidentally or someone accidentally bumped your primary knife off onto the ground but like you said and i've seen that you you put it in the sheath generally mm. speaking
1: it takes two seconds to put it back in the sheath and two seconds to take it out. Right. And that maybe maximum of five seconds of put it in and out can save you a lot of money. Right. I mean, especially as the knife that I use mainly is that Mora, as I said, it's only $25. But it's still $25. There are other knives that I've seen in the same Scandi grind style, which could be hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to damage one of those. I mean, ultimately you can always re-sharpen it. But with a damage like that, when it's hit the floor, that's hours of re-grinding it and then yeah. re-sharpening it all the way down. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that a certain amount of times because every time you sharpen it, you're taking away metal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. eventually you're going to have no metal left. Right, And it would just be a sharp stick rather than a knife. So the main cause of um, damaging tools is not having them shift because that can be, yeah, they fall on the floor, they, something falls on them, you put it down. I mean, I have a, a little metal drawer unit. And all it takes is me to put it down that drawer unit and I might not be sliding it across the metal, but just putting it down can right. roll the surface as well, mm-hmm. um, which is not good. So yeah, definitely have a sheath. If you spent money on a tool, I mean, the more it comes with a sheath, um, I need to make some sheaves for my hook knives, I think, because right. since I've had them, they've got this little cardboard thing that I put over, which does the job, but it's not exactly the most efficient way. Leather makes great sheaths. Yeah, um, well, we're we're going to be making those soon. That'd be cool. Lord willing, but I have dropped my axe on the floor once and my stomach just curdled, my heart dropped mm. when I saw it hit the floor because there was a, a chip out of the top of the axe. And thankfully with my axe, I tend to only use the belly, which is the belly is the middle of the bit, whereas the tips are used really for like fine carving and right. I don't tend to use it as much because I'm just removing a lot of waste material. But still, and it had to sharpen that again and that was almost an hour trying to get that that nick out just because it fell onto the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that wasn't really anyone's fault because I was using it at that time. So it's not like I just left it and walked off. I was using it and it slipped out of my hand and fell on the floor and thankfully it didn't fall on my foot or anything because that would have been a loss of a toe. You should probably wash your hands after you eat your corn on the cob so (laughs) that you don't
0: have butter on
1: your hands. Yeah, slippery fingers. (laughs) But yeah, that's another thing that Damage your tools is even when you're using them I mean just be hold it with a good grip because if you're trying to do a, a hard cut you're cutting a hard piece of wood and you're not gripping the knife properly it can fall out of your hand right and not only would it damage the floor but or the, the knife rather it could also damage you mm-hmm. um, these things are as sharp as they should be it doesn't take much to cut you right or land in you and if it fell onto the floor or hit you on the foot it could generally stab into your foot so mm-hmm definitely just be careful of what you're doing. But even just general wear and tear right. damages your tools. So it's good to maintain them over time with like stropping or resharpening, just not re-grinding them, but just resharpening them. Because mm-hmm. for example, every 10 to 20 spoons that you carve, your, your, your knife has been being used and it will naturally start to dull over time. Especially if you have to carve through a knot in a piece of wood, they can really, really damage your tool. But obviously you have to go through them. You can't go around them Mm -hmm. unless you want to include that in your spoon somehow. Mm -hmm. So I'd say stropping is a good way to maintain your tools. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But just things to avoid is, yeah, leaving your tool unattended without a sheath, or even just overnight, if you have kids around or anything, just put it away. Put it somewhere that no one can just get to it. Right. Because even someone who's curious just picks it up and looks at it and they can drop it. and So just... Be mindful of where your tools are make sure they're sheathed and just yeah just know that even using them will slowly dull them so don't just leave it too long before you then try to correct that because the duller it gets the harder it's going to be to sharpen it right
0: well that brings us to our second point in this segment uh sharpening yep Um, it's really important Mm -hmm. to uh, keep your knives sharp and the more often you do that the the better the process of cutting is going to be yep Uh, the 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 safer it'll be as well the safer and uh, the higher the quality and product yeah
1: i mean it sounds strange to say that the sharper the knife the safer it is but a dull knife might not be able to cut wood but it can still cut you Mm -hmm. whereas a sharp knife can cut wood and cut you still obviously but (laughs) i don't know where i'm going with this (laughs) but a sharp knife has is more predictable right a blunt knife can just flick out of the wood or if you go in at a wrong angle, yeah, it would just, it un, acts unpredictable and it can slide out and slice you.
0: Well, and, and if it were to slice you, a sharp knife has a cleaner cut. Right. And cleaner cuts will generally heal more rapidly.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, with a, a sharper knife, there's more control. You haven't got to push as hard, you know, because it, it should just glide through the wood. You you know when your knife is sharp is when you haven't got to put so much effort behind every cut. It just slices the wood rather than chops into it. Mm-hmm so it's yeah it's predictable you know where it's going it's controlled and it's just a lot easier on your hands you know your wrists don't hurt if you've been carving and by the end of the day your wrists are hurting that either means you've been carving too much or your knife is sharp right it could also be that you have very very hard wood there are woods out there that are extremely hard to carve and even with a knife knife a knife a nice knife sharp, no. <laughs> a knife, and a nice sharp knife. There we go. I there in here. <laughs> Even with a nice sharp knife, you can still struggle to cut through some of these hardwoods and they tend to be when they're dry as well. So mm-hmm. that's why I also recommend carving while it's wet, when the wood, they call it green. When it's green wood, it means fresh. Um If you look at it, I mean, the, the wood itself actually has almost a, a greeny hue to it from the sap. Mm-hmm you carve that while it's fresh, it's a lot easier on your hands and then you let that dry and then once that's completely dry, you can then go over with finer cuts to remove the rougher edges from the the initial carving stage. But that will also help maintain your tools is because if you're carving everything while it's dry, the wood's harder and it's obviously going to be a lot harder on your knife as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so sharpening is very important and I actually sharpen every day. I just spend five minutes in the morning, just quickly going over my knives and just mm-hmm. touching them up from the day before because I found that once I was doing it once a week or every we once a couple of weeks, I was spending longer than it would be if I just spent five minutes every morning Right. because, I mean, I carve every day for eight, nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. So my knife is getting a lot of action. Right. I sharpen my axe less than my knives because generally it's a different grind so it mm-hmm. can handle a lot more. It's made in a way to withstand more more force. Pressure and force, yeah. But my knives, because they're so delicate, I just, with the, actually the sharpening kit that you have, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you, you know the name of that one? I should. <laughs> it slips my mind for a moment. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great sharpening mm-hmm. device, though. So, and I just use the, the smoothest stone on there with a little bit of oil and just go over and maybe do 60 strokes one side, 60 strokes the other side, and just, Do that and then do 30 strokes one side, 30 strokes the other side, then 15 strokes and then 8 strokes and then 4 strokes, 2 strokes, all the way down. And with sharpening, basically what you're doing is you're just removing the metal from the blade and removing it all the way down to the tip. And what you do is you'll actually create what they call a burr on the other side of the, the metal and that's what you want. It's basically like a little lip on the other side. And that's caused by basically yeah, sand, um, sharpening down the the metal to the finest point so that it's pushed the the metal from that side onto the other side. So then you know that side is flush, and then you go and do the other thing on the other side, and working down to smaller passes either side of the knife mm-hmm. to remove that burr completely. And then what you're left with is just a completely straight bevel that ends at each other, mm-hmm. and that's when it's razor sharp. And I just it doesn't take long once you it takes a while to practice it in sharpening in itself is a craft, right? It's an art in itself to get it. It took me ages to learn to sharpen and I admit there were knives that I would sharpen and then they were actually blunter after I'd sharpened them than they were before. Cause I right. was just, you know, you have to get the angle right and it takes a lot of patience, but it's definitely a, a must when you're carving with a knife because I mean, I'd heard people say loads of times that, ah, oh, you must make sure you sharpen your knives and, I never really liked sharpening, so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, maybe next week I'll sharpen my knife. But once you have a sharp knife, you realize, whoa, this is this is what it's supposed to be like.
0: It makes a world of difference. Oh,
1: it does, definitely. So, again, it might take even a couple of weeks to learn how to sharpen, and you may even actually break a knife in the process. I mean, some people, uh, thankfully, I never actually ruined my knife, and they were always salvageable. But some people can go in at such a wrong angle that they're completely ruining the bevel and they have to get it completely reground and right. and sometimes it's cheaper just to buy another knife. But it's definitely a needed thing to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, you can always go on YouTube and type in sharpening knife um, and find out how they sharpen it. But I'll definitely recommend looking up the sharpening how to sharpen a Mora knife because, again, it's a different grind. It's got that Scandi grind as opposed to a... Secondary bevel. You don't want to put a secondary bevel on your scandy grind knife because right. you've just ruined that knife. But you by ruined, you can still regrind it yourself and just go back to a course of stone and make sure you get that flat bevel. But yeah, I, I recommend doing it once you've got a sharp knife. Just a few passes either side in the morning, just before you start carving, or if you want to do it the night once you finish carving, do it so it's ready for the morning. Just once a day, just a few on the, the smoothest grit possible. Again, we use this sharpening device, which is great.
0: Yeah, the the KME Sharpener. That's the one. You can find it at kmesharp.com. Great, great guy. When I purchased it, I was really impressed with his customer service. I had some questions and was playing around with trying to sharpen some uh, smaller thinner knives, and he sent me some extra heads to to work with clamps. Uh, or jaws, I guess you would call them. But it's great because you can um, mount your knife and then you can flip it over and get the same angle on both sides, which is a, a help. Right. Of course, you could do use a regular table stone and things like that, which obviously, again, any any type of sharpening takes time to learn how to do. Mm. Um, a lot of time. A lot of time. And patience, and, as I said. And a lot of patience. And patience. But for, for somebody who's just getting into it, it's a professional tool mm. and is very uh, works very well, and it has a number of different stones that you can use in succession to uh, literally get it
1: down to a mirror right. mirror finish. Yeah, I mean, I can see myself with my knives when I'm finished with them. Literally, it's great. But for a cheaper approach, because yeah, you, if you again you're just starting out and you want to know if you enjoy this, you can genuinely use sandpaper to sharpen your knives. Mm-hmm. Recommended is wet dry sandpaper. And, I mean, you'd probably want to start at around maybe 800 grit and work up to 1,000, then 1,200, and then maybe up to 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go on stropping from there. But what people do is they just have a nice flat piece of maybe 2 by 4 and they wrap the sandpaper around, and then they just use that as their sharpening stone. I've seen
0: people that, uh, especially when it comes down to the finer grits, uh, choose to put it on a piece of glass. Yeah, that's uh, recommended. In fact, you can even sharpen on glass.
1: Yeah, I've seen someone sharpen a knife on their car door or their car window. Mm -hmm. And out in, it was in Australia, I think, out in the bushcraft, and he was just sharpening his knife on his Mm -hmm. car window. But yeah, a piece of glass is probably the most effective uh, to put your sandpaper on. And again, if you wanted to use the glass itself as the finest possible Mm -hmm. finish. But yeah, I'd recommend starting at around 800. And then if you only wanted to use three sandpapers... 800, 1,200, 2,000 would be my recommendation. Um, and then move on to strop, which is what we're going to discuss now. And stropping is an important stage. And it's recommended to do it throughout the day as well, not just once you finish sharpening. But basically, stropping takes your sharp knife to a razor sharp knife. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when I'm finished sharpening, I could probably you know shave a little bit of hair, but it's got a bit of a pull to it. Whereas if once I'd done it with stropping... It just glides and right. it's just literally like a razor blade and it, yeah like a surgical knife and that makes a big difference and basically, see what stropping does is it removes any last little nicks or any scratches left over from the stones and it polishes the blade and for that you just want lever there's two types of stropping you can do which is with the lever you can use the suede side up Mm-hmm. And sometimes they rub a compound into it as well, like a, it acts like maybe a 12,000 grit sandpaper. It's very, very fine. And you can do that originally and then turn it over to the actual leather side and just a few passes either side of that. And um, it just polishes the blade and removes any last scratches and gives you that perfect razor. Um, again, it's not essential. I could go into sh- carving just after sharpening when it's... I mean, right. if I can remove hair, mm-hmm. even if it's has got a bit of a tug... It's sharp enough to leave a smooth finish on wood yes but that stropping holds that edge for a little bit longer and it just makes it that slight bit sharper that makes it a little bit easier and if you periodically throughout the day strop so maybe i mean it hasn't got to be a complete science but maybe every half an hour or hour just you know 10 20 passes either side of the strop i mean maybe the leather side not even the suede side just to keep it polished mm-hmm. um, and it just helps i mean you'll notice Again, a good test is, are your hands getting tired? Are your wrists getting achy? And again, is it because you haven't had a break and you've been carving for 10 hours straight? Right. Or is it because maybe my life is starting to get a little bit dull? Mm-hmm. And if it's starting to get dull, it's easier, like anything, it's easier to maintain something as soon as it starts to happen rather than leaving it too long. Right. And it takes a lot more effort to get it back to yeah. what it should be. like cleaning your bedroom. I mean, if you just put things away where they're supposed to be but naturally there'll be something that gets out of place every time that one thing gets out of place just put it back rather than leaving it a month and then be like oh spends all day trying to clean your bedroom I know I was like that I would never clean my bedroom until I had to and then it took all day and to put it under the floor and in in the cupboards and stuff so no one could see it (laughs) but yeah just as you, if you maintain your your blade by stropping it as you go, yeah, every maybe every half an hour, every or if you're carving spoons, maybe every spoon you carve, strop it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Depending how long it's are spending on taking to carve a spoon, roughly, I'm getting around about an hour per per spoon on the initial cuts. I could spend even longer than when it comes to finalizing and smoothing it out. But initially, because I I carve in two stages, we'll probably get into that in another podcast. But after the initial stage, it's been about an hour. So I'll just give it a couple of passes on the strop and I'm good to go again. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning I'll just a quick resharpen on the finest stone I have and then another strop and I'm good to go for that morning. So that's how you maintain your tools. It's easier to keep them sharp if you just do this every day. And obviously if, you know, something happens, accidents are going to happen. Even when you sheath, even there's always something that, you know, is going to happen. You might turn around and as I turn around away from the mic, but you might turn around (laughs) and, knock it into something or again where i work i have a metal table next to me and just if i'm not concentrated i might just put my knife down on the metal table and mm-hmm. clink that's yeah my razor finish gone yeah or yeah you could drop it and get a serious nick out of it but again some people they find it useful to use like a sharpie or a felt tip marker and color in the bevel and the whole bevel mm-hmm. and then sharpen away until there's nothing left mm-hmm. that way they know they've removed every piece of metal. Mm -hmm. I started out doing that, but over time, you start to realize and feel where the bevel is, and you've done it so much that it becomes like second nature, and you no longer need to use that. But Mm -hmm. I recommend, if you're starting out sharpening, so you know you're getting the right angle, use a felt tip, color Mm -hmm. in the bevel, and then go along with it, and make sure you remove all that material, and Mm -hmm. then come back and do it again with the finer grit. Just work your way through the grits that way.
0: Great. Well, we've touched on tool maintenance, And, uh, you know, seeing the dangers, how to prevent them, keeping your knives and axes, tools sharp, and how you can use stropping to improve the efficiency and, and keep them up to par. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you have been motivated by today's topics to excel in your craft, but most importantly, to live for God's glory. If you have any questions about this episode, please write us at podcast at fggdesigns.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at fggdesigns.com.